This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Come When it comes to the Senate of Canada, a lot of people think if you're not going to elect it, Maybe just abolish it. I mean, maybe just get rid of it. I mean, here you got a, a bill that's passed unanimously in the House of Commons, and then you got these guys squabbling over it, and it dies on the order paper. I mean, that's a joke. So that's why I think a lot of people look at the Senate and just say, you know what? If you're not going to fundamentally overhaul it and reform it to make it some sort of an effective, uh, accountable chamber, maybe just get rid of the whole damn thing. Now, you heard my uh, interview there with... Uh, John Platt, the conservative whip there in the Senate about this bill, uh, not making it over the finish line in the Senate. Rona Ambrose, in the next, uh, later on this hour, the former conservative MP, she's the one who had that private member's bill on sexual assault training for judges. She'll be my guest coming up at 1245, okay? So I know she was listening to that interview, and she will have something to say about it, I'm sure. So make sure you stick around for that. All right, let's talk about the uh, situation in Surrey now. As we approach the one-year anniversary this weekend of the death of Paul Bennett, that was the 47-year-old hockey dad, very popular nurse, lots of friends, uh, great family, gunned down in his driveway on a Saturday afternoon one year ago this weekend. Have a listen to this. This is Darlene Bennett, his widow. We've lived there for over 10 years and um, never in my wildest dreams would I think something like this could have happened to us. And... Our community is there, my support is there, and I have an army behind me and, um, and the boys, and that's been carrying us through. Okay, that crime remains unsolved. Let's check in with Cash Heed now, the former public safety minister, the former West Vancouver police chief. I'm very pleased to welcome him back to the show. Cash, thanks for coming on. Good afternoon, Mike. As we look back on Paul Bennett losing his life here one year ago this weekend, what thoughts go through your mind? This is an ongoing problem that we've had, not only taking place in Surrey. Uh, the, the infamous Surrey 6 took place there where innocent people are killed. It's happened in Abbotsford. It's happened in Port Moody. It's happened in Burnaby. Vancouver, Mike, you, you'll remember this. It go back to 1994 when Glenn Olson was killed. We recently had a young teen in a vehicle that was killed in Vancouver. So in Abbotsford, a 74-year-old innocent person uh, killed by a stray bullet. The, the point I want to make here on, on Paul's anniversary is that people think that they are not going to be a victim, especially when police say it's a targeted crime, when in fact yeah. we've had people that have endlessly been killed, unfortunately, that are innocent bystanders or a mistaken identity. The one in Richmond that I'm uh, very familiar with, uh, the the individual died because he had the same type of truck as Tajali, who was involved in the Dover Six uh, Park sh- or the Dover uh, shooting on Westminster Highway here. So 
things of this nature continue to happen, Michael, and you know, I, I, I've said this endlessly, is that unless we effectively put in police reforms, unfortunately, Michael, these tragic circumstances will continue to happen in the mid of day. Okay, speaking of Kashid, the, the former Solicitor General for BC, this particular crime, one year later, still unsolved cash, and how difficult is it for police and investigators to crack a crime like this, where there's almost like on the street, there's that omerta, you know, where people just will not will not squeal, they will, they will not speak up. How tough is it for the cops to solve a crime like this? It's been tough for many, many years, but uh, it, it, it's not an easy situation because I often use the phrase, one day suspect, next day victim. So that uh, happens. Now, now, police have a remarkably uh, volumes and volumes of intel. I wouldn't be surprised if they know who the individuals were that were involved in this. They just can't bring the case in front of the courts right now. Because if you recall, uh, not too long after the unfortunate circumstances to Paul, there was another shooting where an individual was killed not too far from uh, the Bennett home. So when you start to put two and two together, when you start to look at this, uh, you would hope that law enforcement, with all of the databases they have, uh, with all the people that are in that database that are they can connect and draw relationships with, have some idea of what has happened. Because this whole uh, Paul Bennett murder uh, alarmed me because, if you recall, police originally said it was a targeted uh, incident, and yes. it took him almost a month for them to clarify and say he was an innocent person. So that yeah. kind of raised some flies because that evening of the murder of Paul, from sources that I know, were telling me that that was an innocent uh, murder. Unfortunately, yeah, but and a very unfortunate that a cloud was kind of hanging over him yes. and and his family in the immediate aftermath. Because of course, when the police say it's targeted, they think they think, well, what was he up to? What was he doing? And then it took them so long to say, no, no, you know, it, it may have been targeted, but the, the whoever shot him got the wrong guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think we could have clarified that at the beginning. Yes. Michael, the, the point I wanted to make is these are regional issues, and we know Surrey is going through a transition of their police agencies. We have to ensure, and I think given the Griffiths report, there are some indications that they're looking at a different deployment model that will utilize other uh, services. But given the fact we're dealing with a regional situation here, we may be able to fix some of the problems in Surrey with a different deployment model and bring in accountability, bring in school liaison officers. But from my experience in dealing with these gang-related issues in South Vancouver, when we put pressure in one area, they resurface in another area. And that's me, the problem. Let me ask you another question that kind of has been raised by this case, Cash, and that's the use of closed-circuit surveillance cameras on, on, on the street. And you and I have talked about this before. In this particular case, there was a Surrey traffic camera that did yes. take a, a photo and get some video of a, a suspect vehicle on the day that uh, Paul Bennett was shot. It was like a silver car, but you could not see the license plate number on the car because uh, those are deliberately blacked out by these cameras for privacy pr purposes. Do you think we need more surveillance cameras on the street and should they be able to record uh, someone's license plate number in a vehicle? Absolutely. Michael, you brought this to my attention. I thought it was so ridiculous when we could not determine what the license plate was on that Honda vehicle. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm an unyielding proponent of utilizing those types of modern technology in order for us to solve crimes. 
So if you recall, and you will recall, Mayor Hepner at the time said they are. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Going to utilize that as part of their strategy. They're going to monitor the cameras when there is a shooting in a particular area. Right. Okay. Unbeknown to me, it was no use at all because you couldn't okay. get the image you needed. As we continue talking about the one-year anniversary of the death of Paul Bennett, he was the 47-year-old hockey dad minding his own business, going about his own life, gunned down in his own driveway on a sunny Saturday afternoon one year ago this weekend. That crime still remains unsolved. My guest, Cash Heed, the former Solicitor General for BC. One of the issues we've been talking about is uh, video surveillance on crimes like this. And here's one of the uh, sort of grim, ironic uh, elements of this is that in the aftermath of this shooting, there was some video of a suspect vehicle uh, that police believe was a silver Honda Civic. Uh, shows somebody, guy in a dark, person in dark clothing getting out and then taking off in this vehicle. Police, of course, very interested in that. Here's the thing, though. The video, you can't see the license plate in the video. The frame rate, the resolution of the video is deliberately kind of fuzzy, so you can't identify the people in the cars. You can't identify a, a license plate number, and that's done on purpose because these are traffic study cameras these are cameras set up around surrey there's like 400 of them and they monitor traffic levels in order for planning traffic patterns and things like that isn't that a joke i mean here you got this what could be evidence to crack this case and you can't really use it or at least not use it as effectively as it should be used what do you think about that should we have more cameras on our streets here to prevent crime 604-280-9898 is the number to call Star 9898 on your cell. Hi, Chris. How's it going, Mike? Good. What do you think? Well, I'm totally in agreement with you with the camera resolution and that. I think it's crap that you can't even tell a license plate. I mean, if I'm driving past you, I can read your license plate no problem. It's, you know, public place. And, you know, put up more cameras. Let's do that and let's have them actually be able to, you know, peg something out in case something happens. I've actually had a shooting at uh, an intersection by one of my houses before. Wow. Guy was shot. He was followed from White Rock right by my house and killed right in the intersection there. So, you're, I'm not you're, you're any in Lang- of this stuff. Where, are you, where do you live, Langley? Uh, I, I used to live in Surrey, actually. This Surrey. one happened at 66 and 152 there. Okay. Okay, Chris. Thanks yeah. for call. Thanks for going. Thanks for calling in. Let's go back to Cash Heed for a minute here. Cash. I mean, there are there are uh, concerns around. Uh, privacy rights, of course, and the security of this data. Like, if the police collect this data, is it going to be kept secure? But, I mean, you can set up a system to, to protect privacy rights and keep data secure. Absolutely. You can set up a governance model, a policy model, which addresses these issues uh, very clearly, Mike. Uh, remember, we're dealing with overt cameras, 
and we're dealing with them in public spaces. We're not putting them in private spaces and, and going into private unless there's a covert operation. And at that time, the police will have the necessary legal framework to do that. But right. here's what is interesting, and Chris made a point here, is, is, is the video. Dash cam video is asked for by the police continually after a serious incident. Continually. It, right. it, 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 it's you know, befuddles me as to why 400 traffic cameras can't be utilized to get that same evidence that the police are asking for after every yeah. serious incident. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great point. 604-280-9898. Hi, Bob in Chilliwack. Well, maybe I should uh, uh, change my point because I was of the concern because, uh, Mr. Heed, you've been a solicitor general, you've been a police chief. Uh, sometimes when you get something that you really want to use, but you have to keep it under wraps, like I wonder how difficult it is, say, from your point of view. But after the last caller, and if, if it is in a public space, I'm starting to, just in the last few minutes, to say, especially after the fact this is a year anniversary, maybe you should be able to in a public space, because uh, unless maybe we should be willing to know, go like Britain, or if you want to be like the American style, if you, want, uh, if you, if you lose liberty, you don't deserve liberty or security. But if things are getting out of hand, things are getting out of hand. And once again, it'll be government or authorities forced into doing something okay. that they don't really want to do, but the bad guys are forcing your hand into it. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Cash, he mentioned the UK, where these cameras on the streets of the United Kingdom are just like they're everywhere, and they've solved hundreds of crimes there because of them. And the issue they're utilizing for those cameras right now is the terrorism issue. Of course, we're not, and I hope we never get to the point that the UK is on the terrorism threats that we have. But the UK has been utilizing this system in policing since the early 90s when several studies were actually done which showed they had an effective result not only in solving crime but also in preventing crime where the cameras were installed. Squeeze in one more call. Hi, Ross. Hi. Hi. What do you think? Well, I hate to say, but I actually, for the first time, agree with Cash Heath. I can't believe Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> no, I no, because normally he's just your bureaucrat. Listen, these laws were brought in and they were had done by bureaucracy, and they—it's ludicrous. And I think the the issue of England is perfect. They have solved massive crimes. Oh, yeah. And cash, you're wrong. We have terrorism here. It's just not at the same level. Uh, yeah, I think that's what he said. Yes. Okay. Um, cash, thank you for coming on. As always. Take care, Mike. I appreciate it. That is Cash Heed. He is the uh, former Solicitor General of British Columbia. Uh, He is the former chief of the West Vancouver Police Department.